Welcome to the Brian Post, the podcast where we're going to explore topics on biblical themes. And guess what? I'm going to be your host. My name is Dwayne, and I'm thrilled to join you here today. Trust me, this is going to be a new experience for me, as it will be for you, I'm sure. Okay, so the Brian Post is a platform that seeks to engage with current issues and biblical perspectives. In each episode, we're going to do a deep dive into a range of topics such as the Bible, Bible prophecy, apologetics, and we're going to offer some insights and analysis, and we hope that that will inspire you to think critically about our world. And stay tuned, because I think we'll even offer some short devotionals, I call them uh, golden nuggets, because they're going to be short little devotionals that you'll be able to uh, be edified with as you're redeeming the time on the toilet. So whether you're a believer or you're simply curious, the Berean Post is the place to be. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite drink, settle in, and let's get started. But before we do, I want to remind you to check out our website at bereanpost.ca. There you're going to find some additional resources, articles, and information about our podcast. And you can even follow me, the crazy guy, I mean the Bible guy, 01 on Twitter. Or you can join our cool community on Facebook, and that's called Bright Future Bible Freaks. So, stay tuned. We're going to jump into our very first episode of the Berean Post uh, podcast. Well, hello and welcome to our very first, or my very first podcast, um, the Brian Post Podcast. Today we are going to be examining the evidence for the New Testament. Is the New Testament a reliable source? In my opinion, the Bible stands apart from all other religious books. There would be a stark contrast if one placed the Bible on one end of the table and all the other religious texts on the other. My conviction stems from the fact that many of the events recorded in the Old Testament and the New Testament have a solid historical basis. I want to concentrate in this episode on why I consider the New Testament a trustworthy account of Jesus' resurrection and the life of the early church. Although it's accurate to say that affirming Jesus Christ as both the Lord and Savior requires faith, it's not necessarily solely founded on a personal interpretation and subjective reasoning or individual experience. Faith is essential, but it's not an irrational or blind faith. My conviction is that Jesus Christ is both Lord and Savior is not solely based on my own viewpoint, but on the historical account presented in the New Testament. The New Testament is a collection of 27 books that, from the sec- that form the second part rather of the Christian Bible. Now, these books were written in the first century uh, and include uh, A.D. and include the Gospels, which narrate the life and the teachings of Jesus Christ, as well as letters and other writings which um, guided Christian living. Now, despite being written over 2,000 years ago, the New Testament has profoundly influenced Western civilizations. It continues to be a source of inspiration and guidance for millions of people around the world. 
And in this article, or in this podcast rather, I want to explore why I believe that we can have confidence in the New Testament uh, from a relatively scholarly perspective. Now, one of the questions that, that I get presented with a lot is, has the New Testament been corrupted? Many people feel that they cannot place confidence in the New Testament because they believe the notion that over the years, the New Testament has been corrupted. And many times they cite the, uh, the game, the telephone game. You know, where you start at one end and by the time it gets to the end, the message is completely distorted. Now, the idea that the New Testament has been altered or corrupted over time um, and cannot be trusted, consequently, is not a new notion. Um, it's a, it, we hear it a lot these days, but it actually is a very um, old historical argument. The Gnostics, for instance, um, that lived during the early Christian era and whom John wrote extensively against uh, and addressed in his particular epistles, the Gnostics were a group of religious thinkers who believed in the secret knowledge and that that secret knowledge could only be attained through spiritual insight. Many Gnostic writings have been lost, but uh, the early church fathers such as Arrhenius and uh, such as Arrhenius recorded their views on the New Testament. They believed that the New Testament had recorded the views of the Gnostics. Okay, let me start this over. The Gnostics in the early church era were a group of religious thinkers who believed that secret that it was only secret knowledge that could be attained through spiritual In the early, the Gnostics were a group of people that denied the, the reliability of the New Testament. They were a group of religious thinkers who believed in the secret knowledge that could only be attained through spiritual insight. Many Gnostic writings have been lost, but early Christians' fathers, such as uh, Irenaeus, for instance, recorded their views on the New Testament. And... Irenaeus says that they believed that the New Testament had become corrupted by the Orthodox Church, which had added and subtracted from the original teachings of Jesus. The Thomas Jefferson, surprisingly, was another person. He was the third president of the United States. He was a deist, and he rejected many of the supernatural elements of Christianity. He famously created his own version of the New Testament, the Jefferson Bible, by cutting out the uh, later um, editors that had added the miracles, according to him, and other supernatural elements that he believed. Bart Edmund is a theologian, but um, he's a prominent New Testament scholar who's written several books on textual criticism, and he argues that the New Testament has been corrupted over time through transcription errors, intentional alterations by scribes, and the influence of theological bias. Edmund's views um, have been controversial within the, New uh, within the New Testament studies, but have gained a following among skeptics and atheists. And then, in addition to the Gnostics, Jefferson, Bart Erdman, you have Muslims. In Islam, the New Testament is seen as a corrupted version of the original teachings of Jesus, which are believed to have been lost over time. 
Muslims believe that the Quran is the final and complete revelation of God's message and that it, that it's, uh, it corrects the errors and the distortions of, for instance, uh, the New Testament. But the claims that the New Testament have been corrupted or that a particular state cannot be trusted are often based on subjective opinions and personal biases or unsupported beliefs. While it's true that there are debates among scholars about the reliability and accuracy of certain parts of the New Testament, there's vast uh, body. There is a vast body of evidence and scholarly research that attests to its overall authenticity, and that's what, what we want to talk about today. I want to tell you that the New Testament can definitely be trusted. Despite much criticism, the New Testament has stood the test of time and has not been dismissed as a mere collection of Aesop's fables. It continues to be taken seriously by educated individuals even today. Now, the New Testament is one of the most studied and debated texts of antiquity, and its reliability has been the subject of intense scrutiny for centuries. But, when compared to other documents of antiquity, such as Plato, Aristotle, and Caesar, several factors make the New Testament an exceptionally reliable source of historical information. When comparing the New Testament with other documents of antiquity, it's essential to consider these following factors. Let's discuss historical criticism. Historical criticism is the method of analyzing the historical context of a text to understand its authorship, composition, and intended audience. When applied to the New Testament, historical criticism can help us determine the reliability of the text by examining the historical context of the writing, such as the political, social, and cultural factors that may have influenced their content. For example, the New Testament was written during the first century, somewhere between um, 30 and 100 AD, I say 70 AD rather, and um, a political, cultural, it was during a time of political culture uh, and cultural upheaval during the Roman Empire, and the authors of the New Testament were eyewitnesses to the life, teachings, and death of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and their accounts were written within a few decades of these events, and that's significant. This proximity to the actual events makes the New Testament um, a valuable historical resource for understanding the life and the teachings of Jesus. Another criticism to consider is literary criticism. Literary criticism is another approach that can help us evaluate the reliability of the New Testament. This method involves analyzing the text's language, style, and structure to understand its purpose and meaning. Literary criticism can help us identify inconsistencies, contradictions, or additions to the text which may indicate that the text has been altered uh, or edited over time. For example, some scholars have identified correctly variations in the accounts of Jesus' resurrection in the four Gospels. But should this be a disparaging fact, as critics would have us, as critics would have us believe? They say, well, look. Look at the Gospels. You read the Gospels, and they give they give uh, the the accounts don't match with regards to the resurrection. That's their argument. Now it's true. This may suggest that these accounts were written independently of each other, and may reflect different perspectives, perspectives or sources. 
However, the fact that these accounts share core details, such as the empty tomb and the appearance of Jesus to his disciples, suggests that they're based on a joint historical reality, or fact, or event. Redaction criticism, I don't know if I said literary criticism was going to be the last one, but the next one I want to talk about, and this will be the last criticism we talk about, is redaction criticism with respect to the New Testament. Redaction criticism is a method that focuses on how a text has been edited or edited or modified over time. In the case of the, the New Testament, redaction criticism can help us understand how, early, how the early Christian community interpreted and applied the teachings of Jesus. For example, the Gospel, the gospel of Matthew includes a version of the Lord's Prayer that differs from the version found in Luke. This difference may reflect how the early church communities adapted Jesus' teachings to their own context and needs. However, the fact that the core message of the Lord's Prayer remains consistent across different versions and context suggests that it's based on Jesus' original teachings. Okay, well how does the New Testament compare to other books of antiquity? The confidence in the reliability of the New Testament is the, based on careful and analyzing its historical, literary, and redactional features. These methods of inquiry uh, can help us evaluate the authenticity and the accuracy of the New Testament and provide a strong foundation for our Christian faith. Firstly, the New Testament was written revelatory relatively shortly after the events, as I mentioned before, that it describes. The Gospels, for example, were written within a few decades of Jesus' life and ministry by eyewitnesses and those who were close to the events. So, as I said before, this proximity to the events increases the likelihood that the New Testament accounts are accurate and reliable. Secondly, the New Testament has been preserved remarkably. The original manuscripts, or autographs of the New Testament have not survived, that is true. But thousands and thousands of copies and fragments have been discovered, some dating back to the second century AD. This wealth of manuscript evidence makes it possible to reconstruct the entire context of the New Testament with a high degree of accuracy. Thirdly, the New Testament accounts are internally consistent. Despite being written by different authors in different locations at different times, the four Gospels, for example, provide different perspectives on the life and teachings of Jesus, but they are consistent on their core message and details. This suggests that the New Testament authors recorded historical events rather than just invented them. Now, finally, <laughs> finally, the New Testament accounts have been Corroborated, uh, corroborated rather by external sources, and this is important. The Roman historian Tacius, for example, wrote about the crucifixion of Jesus in his Annals, which provides provides independent confirmation of this event. Other sources, such as Josephus, Pliny the Younger, and Suetonius, also referred also referred to early Christian Christianity and its founder, Jesus Christ. In comparison to other documents of antiquity, the New Testament is exceptionally reliable as a historical source. 